Do not disturb. What number podcast is this? I don't know. I asked last time and I can't remember. And I got it wrong, so I'm not going to say again. Uh, roughly. Ballpark it. I think we're at 44. Oh, good. I like the number four. It's a lucky number. It's good. Really? Yeah. In Asian culture, that's a terrible number. Oh. Did I insult you? I no. apologize. <laughs> no, it means death. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> but that's just superstition. Yeah. And I'm not superstitious. Maybe it appeals to my dark side. Yeah. Maybe. Didn't know you had one. Oh, well. That's for another podcast. Okay, I think we're finally ready. Sorry, Katie, but the setup is just... It's fine. So... Katie Dean. So Katie Dean. Grade 9, yeah. Delvey Secondary. Grade 9. I haven't interviewed a lot of grade 9s in the past, so... Um, Hooray, I'm interesting. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I have to admit that I hang out with Katie for about two and a half hours a day, every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And I know very little about her, <laughs> other than that she sometimes brings a really nice guitar to class. Uh-huh. That's about, I don't know too much else. Well, you've seen, have you seen her performances? Yes. Yeah? Yes. So I know, so you know that. I know there's, I know a, that small bit, but I don't know much else. So I'm here to learn. That's why we do this, this exactly. thing, right? Yep. Yeah. People you, of Delview. Yeah, you see people in the classroom, it's different. It is different. Yeah. It's different. So Katie, what I know about you is, uh, well, I taught you science and then I started seeing you, you seemed really interested in music. Um, I started playing songs in class. You seemed really interested in that. And then you started talking about how you were a fan of certain types of music. Um, what are, what are some of your, your favorite bands at the moment? I know you were, I think we connected when you said you were interested in the Beatles. Yeah. And I love the Beatles. Yeah. And um, also Radiohead. Mm. That was a big one. Right. Um, yeah, I have a lot of favorite bands. And also with Spotify, um, you can, I guess, you can listen to a lot of different different songs from different artists. And like, they could be artists that you don't even really know. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that a lot because Spotify is great. <laughs> um, but we're, we're on Spotify. Wow, fancy. So <laughs> you can listen to this podcast. Maybe they'll pay us. <laughs> No, no, they won't. Um, but that's the, the cool thing about nowadays. You can you can sample anything you want, and mm-hmm. you you just you know you could even call out a, a tune, and it'll just start playing it. Right? It's amazing. Yeah, when, when it works. <laughs> yeah, but um, one thing that sometimes I have difficulty with is like discovering new music. Um, how how do you go about doing that? So with Spotify, it's a lot easier um, because they make playlists uh, recommended for you. Mm-hmm. So that's how I find random songs. And sometimes I'll check out the artists and see if I like anything else. But I find that a lot of the time I don't like the other music by these artists. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure why, but that's just how it goes. And another thing is I hate to say it, but TikTok, sometimes there's good music. I myself, I don't have TikTok. I would rather not have it. <laughs> but um, using. Just because it takes a lot of 
time. There's a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons why I don't really want it, but I, I use Pinterest a lot because I enjoy Mm -hmm. that. I think it's fun. And sometimes you'll see TikToks on Pinterest. Really? And so, yeah, I guess people do that. (laughs) I thought it was just for pictures. Pinterest has videos and stuff too. Do they? I didn't know that. I use, um, yeah, so if I, if I see a video or something with a cool song, I'll just like Shazam it, look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also, my dad is, uh, he has a hard time finding new music. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll help him out with that and just introduce him to the stuff I know. But yeah, I'd say my main thing is like Spotify for new music. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the lis- what most of the music I listen to is uh, from my dad dad and my mom but yeah just growing up listening to certain things and so they they of course they listen to older music and that's how you got into the beatles and radiohead Um, and all of that yeah so it kind of ranges i also really like the doors um which Mm. is like old (laughs) and my the reason why i like the doors is because my dad listen to them growing up so it's kind of nostalgic for me um and yeah that is music that my grandparents also listen to so it's kind of nice to have that connection with my grandparents mm-hmm. um yeah and also finding other people who like older music it's like it's really it's really nice especially at this age you don't meet very many people that have a wide variety of music that they listen to. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I mean, not that there's anything wrong with newer music necessarily, but I do have my opinions. (laughs) I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I listen to, I listen to kind of everything. Um, Yeah. There's also like earlier, early 2000s, like late 90s music, Mm -hmm. which is like, I guess, I guess Radiohead could fit in there and like, yeah, um, Nirvana, stuff like that. Um, I, I, I have a, I have a hard time sometimes like, cause I, I like my older music. I like the Beatles. I like Radiohead. I, there's certain bands I just keep listening to. And so when it comes to finding new stuff, um, yeah, you're right. I, like I'm, I'm not on Spotify. I have Apple music. And sometimes they have stuff that pops up or, well, I find new music from other people. Like you said, like Mr. Solly has a playlist. I'm like, oh, this is cool stuff. How come I didn't know about these people? Right. Or actually a lot of times, like you said, shazamming things that I hear in the mall, (laughs) right. Walking by, what's that? I need that. Right. And then you can get it right away. That's pretty cool. I still listen to the radio. Like in the car, yeah. I listen to FM radio, and I find that you you pick up new stuff from there. And right? Yeah, Apple. I use Apple Music too. I, yeah. I and I like that because now, like when a playlist ends, they'll just keep playing music, which is a somewhat new feature on Apple Music, mm-hmm. and it'll give you recommendations. And once in a while, I hear something. I'm like, oh, that's neat, and I'll I'll save that. And right. I used to read a lot of music blogs as well, and that used to have like MP3s, and this is going back like oh, 10, that's a good idea. 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, not so much that anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of different ways. I know on Apple Music there are shows, like Elton John has the Rocket Hour on mm-hmm. Apple Music, and I find that he recommends a lot of 
good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you listen to the song on his show, you can actually just add it to your playlist, yeah, which is so kind of convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you have an eclectic taste in music and you, you mentioned that not a lot of kids your age have such a v- wide variety of um, tastes. And you think that that has something to do with uh, your parents and what they were into and getting you into that? Yeah, well, what I said was kind of just the generalization of um, what I hear around. Um, I think, yeah, people just like, the thing about new music is just like, it, it to me, it just sounds very like copy and pasted. Mm-hmm. A lot of it sounds very similar. And with older music, it's just like there's something so like beautiful about the imperfections, but now mm-hmm. it's all like auto-tuned and like, mm-hmm. I remember my dad, he often tells me this story. Well, he, he's, I've heard it a lot. Um, he was in a band when he was younger and he was in a band with his older brother and he, he played the drums and there was this song that they recorded and the drum track he really liked. There were like lots of fast hi-hats and like like the, the entire time it was like a, a hi-hat that was like going really fast. And of course it wasn't perfect, but like it wasn't perfect because it's a human doing it. But mm. then apparently like the, the producers or something, they are like people that were editing the song. They edited it so that each hi-hat was exactly perfect. And right. they were like, mm. yo, look at like... This took like six hours to do, man, and it's perfect now. And my dad was like, no, why would you do that? (laughs) He was so sad. And like, I can really understand how he's feeling with that because I would hate that Mm because it's not meant to be perfect. It's meant to be human. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's so... I think think we we had that conversation in in our last podcast. We were talking about records and I think we were talking about live music and why Mm -hmm. live music is so... Yeah, cool mm-hmm. to listen because to it's not perfect, because yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're there. Yeah, and it's not overproduced to the point where everything is perfectly aligned. Hopefully not. Which is easy to do nowadays. Like I've played around with GarageBand, the the tools, even in a free program or program that comes with your computer, like that, you can actually align everything perfectly mm-hmm. to a yeah. click track, right? So that's easy to do, but it's not. It's not the same quality. Not as genuine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I listen to a lot of jazz, and I, I prefer the ones that are live because jazz is improvised, and it's with an audience. It's with people playing off each other, right? And mm-hmm. similar to other types of music, you want to kind of hear that camaraderie. So definitely, that's cool. And I think that might be why you're into records as well. Just the yeah. The crackling and yeah, yeah. I really like records. I like. I'm very fascinated in how they even work as well. It's kind of unbelievable to me. Just mm-hmm. like watching the record spin and that little needle like grazing it. It's like what? It <laughs> how does that work? Into a groove and how does music come out of it? It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just got a record player for my birthday in February and. It was like life changing. <laughs> like, um, it's like it's not just the record player itself and like listening to the records. It's also going and buying records. It's it's so fun. It's like you 
get filled with so much excitement when you find a record that you love and you're like, oh my gosh, they have this here. I need to have it. Whereas like with, um, with like phones and, and all that, you can, you can just go on and online and find the songs. I sound so old. But, no, I, um, it's like the, the journey, the adventure of going into the store and yeah, know, the mm-hmm. delight in finding something that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. There's there's something to be said for convenience mm-hmm. that it's when it's easy to get something, but then mm-hmm. yeah, but sometimes having to actually go out and and find something or work for it, right? It, yeah, it, it, it feels like a reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. What kind mm-hmm. of record player do you have? It's uh, an Audio Technica uh-huh. record player, and um, the speaker is Bluetooth, which I find really nice because yeah. I can take it wherever. Nice. Yeah. Do you know the model number? No, I'm not sure. Is it a 60 or a 120? I don't remember. Okay, that's a, <laughs> you have an Audio Technica? I don't know, but I'm very familiar with their line. Yeah, oh, good okay. record players. Good record mm-hmm. players. Yeah. Cool. Are they? Have they advanced since? Like a, my my dad has a really old one that still works. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what what kind of things have they have have changed over time? Are not they, much. Still, like usually, like the the. Ones that are you know more popular now, like the Audio Technicas and and um, Project is another big brand, European brand, and they're there's just belt driven. Like usually they're quite simple. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the needles like that may have improved um, a bit, and like the stylus and stuff, but basically the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So technology it's still got like a, a like a weight on it. Yeah, depending, and you can buy aftermarket weights now too. Okay, those are a big thing. I don't have a weight. I don't really feel the need for the weight. I have a friend who has like this giant weight that sits on top. Isn't it supposed he, to help it like a counterbalance by. so that it yeah drops like it nicely pushes down on the platter? Yeah, so oh, there's okay. no there's no movement of the actual disc itself right. is the idea. But that's getting pretty picky, I think. Yeah, but you know, teach their own. Yeah. It is pretty cool that something that's analog can sound so nice, mm-hmm. right? That's been around for a long time. Definitely. That can still sound so nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, um, Katie, do you have, uh, sorry, when did you say you, you got the record player? I got it in February. Okay, so pretty recently. Do yeah. you have, um, is there one record in your collection that is like your favorite or the, the jewel of your collection? Oh, well, there's a lot of good ones. Um, yesterday... I got OK Computer. Nice, yeah. Which was amazing. Classic. Yeah. Um, I think, oh my gosh, it's so hard to choose. I went um, I went through my grandparents' old records, actually, nice. and I found The Doors. Um, that was awesome, mm-hmm. but it sounds a little a little bad because it's... it's um, a little scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. But I do really like that album. And I think... The one that I find I listen to the most is in Rainbows, mm-hmm. um, just because it's like it's fitting for like every mood. I'd say, <laughs> um, kind of. I mean, I have uh, I have Nevermind mm-hmm. as well, and that's kind of you know you have to be in a certain mood to listen to that. But yes, I agree. Yeah. I'd say my angry teenager. <laughs> yeah, mood. <laughs> yeah, grungy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say probably if I had to choose one in Rainbows because okay, yeah. I listen to that the most. Nice. In Rainbows, that was an interesting move for them to they release that for free, right? Or or by donation, I guess, online. Yeah. And I I think 
for a couple of the songs, they actually released the stems so that people could play around with it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, they did. A vague recollection of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can actually download the different tracks, like all the tracks, and Whoa. then you could manipulate it, add your own stuff to it, remix it, whatever you wanted to do, which is really cool. Yeah, that is cool because artists are, some artists are very picky with that and they're like, you know, yeah. with copyright and everything, that's very relaxed. It's uh-huh. kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they probably had issues with their, whoever was <laughs> managing them or. Well, I think they just, I think they just gotten out of the contract with their right. previous record label and they were able to do whatever they wanted, right? Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with the music, yeah. yeah. Because they were one of the first acts, too, and I can't remember what album was, but a few years ago, they just released it on their website and sold digital copies, I think, for 10 bucks a piece mm-hmm. and sold like a million copies in like a week. And that's yeah. what they were saying is no royalties went to any record company or anything. It was, but very few artists could do that. Right. And, and have the audience that would actually pay for it. This was before streaming, I think, was sort of more normalized but yeah yeah kind of interesting very innovative in many ways that was probably um uh i've seen radiohead quite a few times well maybe not quite a few four or five times but the first time i saw them was the okay computer tour which would have been i think 1997 or 98 and that's probably one of the best concerts i've ever been to so just because they pretty much played that entire album and then like half of um um, what's the album before it with um, uh, the Benz? So okay. they played, yeah, I don't know, 10 or 12 OK Computer tracks and then a handful of the Benz, and that was pretty much it. But yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, do, are you into live music? Do you go to oh, concerts? Yeah. 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 Yes. I love concerts. They're very fun. I think, I mean, it's just the crowds that are kind of unfortunate. Um just because, oh my gosh, at the last concert I went to, I got pushed. It was so sad. It was... um, Like pushed, like pushed to the ground? Pushed, not to the ground. No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. It's just I'm kind of sensitive. So I guess a little shove goes a long way. <laughs> um, it was so weird to me though, because it was this yeah. grown woman trying to push past me. And sometimes I still have like a child mentality. Yeah. So I'm like, why are you pushing me? I'm a, I'm a kid. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> But, so you were yeah. you were on the the floor. You yeah, in the we were seat. on the floor. Yeah. It was um, it was in Seattle. I saw um an artist called Still Woozy, uh, with my mom. It was part of my birthday present actually. And <laughs> oh wait, no, that wasn't actually that wasn't the last concert I went to. That was uh in March. Uh-huh. But um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, crowd, whatever, it doesn't matter. The music is insane. It's just like. It's so it it usually gets me actually like kind of emotional being at concerts because like I I'll be watching the artists and then I'm just like man I I want to do that I want to be up there uh-huh. like I hope that someday I can do stuff like that um, just because like it looks like they're having such a great time just like playing for people and then the audience is enjoying it and it's just like I I want to be up there <laughs> but um, you must yeah. feel differently. Being somebody who plays the guitar and yeah. plays music, and you're you probably have a different ear for this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think that's part of the reason why I feel this way, because um, <laughs> I know that I am capable of doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. and so it's just a matter of actually doing things, because 
you know, I can't push it back too much. I've been wanting to record music since I was like 12, I think, like actually seriously. Mm-hmm. I recorded my first song when I was when I was 12, I believe, because I think I was in grade seven. And it was actually for a school project. Um, so this is a song you made? Yes. Okay. And I, I did not want to release it when, when my mother decided to show it to the world. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like... She was like, can I post it? And I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to. I just had to hand it in, right? I wasn't done uh-huh. writing the song or like making the song. But um, I just had that copy to hand in. And then I was going to work on it some more. But my mom was like, can I post it? And she posted it on like Instagram or something. Uh-huh. And um, people liked it. But I, at the time, I was, I was quite unhappy with it. Because mm-hmm. I was just, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a perfectionist. And like I'm... Like, you know, hearing all of the imperfections and just, Mm -hmm. and I think that's normal in music. But um, then I listened to it like a couple years later and I was like, you know, this really isn't that bad. But um, the thing is like, I had a deadline. So I was like actively working on this song and it's really hard for me to get into recording when there's no deadline or anything. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it later. But I have to start while I'm young. I have to like this right now. I'm realizing how important free time is because mm-hmm. with all the homework I have right now, it's like I <laughs> I can't really do anything. And so I'm just thinking about how in the summer I'm going to be recording a lot. <laughs> Make use of that free time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that with a lot of because I've we have a lot of student artists at the school and they always there's a clash between okay here's a hard deadline and if they're perfectionists they have a really difficult time with that right mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, like, i'm not ready to give it up to the world especially <laughs> right? if it's something you're passionate about yeah right? yeah, yeah exactly so yeah it's cuz i mean sometimes there are deadlines and how do you deal with that right sometimes it just has to be good enough and then you i guess make it better the next time around or mm-hmm fix it up later. But yeah, that seems to be a a problem that people, most people who are artists have. Um, So going back to, you said at 12, you wrote your own song. So going back further than that, like where did your interest in music take off? Where did you, when did you pick up your first um, instrument? I'm assuming it was guitar. It was violin. It was violin. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, Um, so, okay. (laughs) Go back to the beginning. Uh, I started playing violin when I was six years old. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, it was like nine years ago. And I started playing just because I remember my dad would listen to like Mozart and stuff, just like, you know, because it's awesome. And I would like put on a tutu and dance in the living room (laughs) with like fancy clothes and everything. And, um, I was like, I want to play the violin. Just mm-hmm. as simple as that. Kept saying that. And then my parents were actually like, okay, let's let's do that then. So for my sixth birthday, I got a violin and I started lessons. And um, I hated it. I did not <laughs> like it. I was, oh my gosh, it was really hard for me because like having ADHD as well, like sitting there mm-hmm. and like having to do something... <laughs> 
it's hard. <laughs> but um, it doesn't look like an easy instrument to play. No, I've never tried, oh but gosh. it looks looks quite difficult. It's yeah, it really isn't. My my son plays violin, hmm. and he he's been playing violin for quite a long, oh, I guess almost a decade now. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the beginning it was not yeah. easy at all. There was a lot of practice involved, mm-hmm. and a lot of standing or sitting, and you have to have a certain posture, otherwise you hurt yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have a good ear, so you develop that ear because there aren't any frets or anything to. You know, at the beginning, they they did they put stickers on your yep, violin so you yeah. could figure out where to put your fingers, right? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff, and yeah, you have to have a lot of patience hmm. with any instrument, really. Um, so you you started with violin. You mm-hmm. did not enjoy that. Yeah, no, not at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, well, the thing is, I I never practiced enough. I mm-hmm. never wanted to practice. I would have to be like forced to practice in order to practice. But there were times where I did really enjoy it, and like now I do enjoy going to lessons because um, I really like my teacher. And like right now, I'm actually preparing for an exam that I am going to be having. Do you in still play early violin? June. Yep. Oh yeah! So oh, I, never, was a, I got the impression up. that you you were like, "Oh, this sucks. I'm not doing oh, this anymore." Oh no, no, no! I've oh, been wow. playing for a long time. Okay, good. So yeah, hard, no. but you stuck with it. Yeah, I, I did that. stick with That's it. Great. Yeah, there was a time where I was considering quitting. Yeah. I think I was like nine or something. I, I don't know how old I was, but mm-hmm. then I thought about it and I was like, "No, I'm not going to quit. Like, it's really beneficial, and I'm really grateful for um, like." The fact that my parents put me in it mainly because that's the reason why I got such like a good ear in music you, and like tuning and everything. Do you play yeah. other anything else? Guitar. Yeah. Um, guitar. I started five years ago, and um, I got my electric guitar for my thirteenth birthday. So, yeah, the first song I learned on guitar was "Fake Plastic Trees," uh-huh. and my dad taught it to me, and I was. I was pretty good for a starter, mainly because I had um, I had violin as like mm-hmm. a background, whatever. Um, and yeah, guitar I really enjoy playing because it's like you can sing and play, and it's like you really feel the music. That's the thing; you can't just play music; you have to feel it. And I think that's where I that that's when I had a problem with violin because. I wasn't as passionate about violin, and that that made it kind of hard for me. Mm-hmm. Did you did you do the Suzuki yep. method? Yeah. Okay. So you went through Suzuki, played yeah. all those books. Um, what level are you at now? So do you play in an orchestra? No. Or, okay. No. Um, might be cool, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. So with my exam and everything, it's the grade six exam. Royal but, Conservatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it got delayed, actually. I was supposed to do it like two years ago, but then COVID happened, so I couldn't right. do it. So I've been preparing for this exam for so long, and it's finally happening. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. I need to practice. Like, it's it's crazy how fast it's coming up. Hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot to that exam. It's, yes. It's, uh, it's just practical. It's not theory at this. Are you doing some theory? We're doing... Um, well, well, theory is a separate thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. What my um, no, I think we are doing some. Okay. We what my teacher gets me to practice is um, like 
reading notes and then clapping the the what is it tempo or whatever mm-hmm. how the notes are mm-hmm. and also he'll he'll play something on the piano and then i have to play it back to him mm-hmm. or like he'll play a note and i have to say if it's major or minor just stuff like that right and this stuff is totally different from other things i've been doing in violin like usually it's just okay here here's a new song. Here's how you play it. We're going to play it at the recital. Here's some exercises. But this stuff is like totally different. It's actually, I'm finding it kind of fun because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. Yeah. And yeah, not to mention the reason why I stuck with violin is because um, I, I'm using it as like my ticket into university mm-hmm. uh, or a, a course that I have to take. So my my teacher, I know very vaguely about this, mm-hmm. but you have to be grade 10 violin to get into like a certain course and you have to like try out. And um, I think that is what I'm wanting to do. Mm-hmm. I'm it's It's still a while away, but... Yeah. So, like, getting into music studies in whatever school you get into? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, and, and I suppose a lot of that theory would help with your composition as well. Yeah. Like, like you like to write music. You, you wrote a song when you were 12 mm-hmm. for a project. Um, uh, have you gone back to that song, played it again, or changed it? I haven't changed it at all, no. Yeah. I think um, just because like it, it got released to the world, and like I was kind of like, okay, well, this is done now. It's already out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I got like compliments on it from like a bunch of moms. <laughs> and, oh. um, That's good to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nice, but it was just it was so strange because I di- I wasn't happy with it myself. Mm-hmm. But then like the thing is, it's it's actually a good song, like. It was not bad. I I, I was just, uh, I don't know. But so, You're your own biggest critic, I think, right? Yeah. Usually that's how it works with most yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, with most things, people, they notice their own mistakes, but none of the audience noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? They're just there for a good time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, performance is not an easy thing for some people, and you seem to do it really well, and you seem to be super comfortable when you're performing like at live at lunch. Um, I, I assume that you do recitals with your violin as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you nervous when you do that stuff or yes. like, how do you get yourself to do it? Well, um, I think when I was younger doing violin recitals, I was never that nervous. It was just kind of a thing that I was doing. I think cause I started so young Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I was never nervous. But then I remember this like specific time. I'm pretty sure there was a break, um, a pretty long break before I had another recital. And then I went back and I just remember like I was so nervous, like my legs were shaking and like I was really nervous, but I went up there and did it. And I think even before that, I'm sure I was very nervous as well, but I just remember feeling it the most in that moment. And then from that moment on... <laughs> I'm always nervous. I I get really nervous. But I think um, to calm myself down, usually I just think like, this is something that I want to do in the future. This is, this is what I want to do. And like, this is how I'm starting. This is like my training, you know? Uh Um, 
And so how do you, what do you feel you get out of performing for an audience? Uh, well, once it's over, I feel really happy because it's over. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just, there's a difference between like the performances I've done versus concerts and stuff. So yeah. like with concerts, the reason I feel so jealous of them is because they're like dancing and like having, it looks like they're having such a great time. Just like, they're just kind of being themselves playing music and everybody loves it. And like what I'm doing, I'm just kind of going, going up in front of people playing my song. That's it. No, no dancing, no nothing. Like, um, it's kind of just showing, showing your music and not really showing your personality. Mm. And I think that would be really fun in the future to, you know, actually, you know, loosen up and, have fun up there. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, it's just nerves showing something and then that's it. And yeah, I, I feel really happy afterwards if it goes well, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's just, I mean, there, there's some people who, who are actors who feel well when they act, they're completely comfortable mm-hmm. um, because they are putting on a different pers- persona and some some of those same actors, and whether it's in theater or movies or TV, they they always talk about well, socially they're not really um, mm-hmm. they're not going to walk up to people and start chatting it up with people. But they're very comfortable, you know, being on a stage or being, which is kind of counterintuitive because you imagine well, somebody who goes up on the stage with like hundreds of people, that seems more nerve wracking than you know, being at a party and chatting with a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't get so nervous, man, <laughs> but like, you know, it takes practice and mm-hmm. it'll get better. Right. Do you get nervous teaching Mr. Kung <laughs> standing up in front of a class or do I you don't, remember that ever no. happening? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, for sure. When I, I remember when I was student teaching, it was nerve wracking. For sure. Yeah. But you get over you're just, it, right? I think a lot, a lot of it has to do with just having experience, mm-hmm. conflict, like, experience, like you yeah. said, right? Like you, you have had many performances now, uh, Katie, but like when I was first starting off teaching, I didn't know it was the unknown. Like, is this going to go well? Mm-hmm. And are they going to just laugh at me? Are they going to, what's going to happen? Is I'm going to get through this lesson? Especially with you know? high school students too. Yeah. That would be so, <laughs> that'd be so nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Man, everybody's so judgy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember my first day in class as a student teacher. The first time I had to stand in front of a class, I was super nervous. Mm-hmm. I I was sweating. I was, you know, all the signs of nervousness. And it went okay. But then afterwards, I remember sitting in the staff room going, oh, my gosh. That, <laughs> I totally bombed. It was terrible. I was terrible. I can't do this. <laughs> That's it. I'm going home. <laughs> But then another teacher came up to me and said, it's okay. You just work on it and you just get better over time. It takes well, years. Yeah, like what you just said, Katie, right? You got you to gotta start somewhere and practice and build up. Uh, it is almost like a skill, right? Yeah. To, uh, yeah. And if it's something you want to do, like you said, you just do it. You just put your foot forward and do it. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear. Cool. Um, so you got, into, you got into guitar. You said you're... 
dad was in a band and yeah. he played the drums. Uh, your, your mom musical as well? Um, not not really. I mean, she she loves listening to music, yeah. and she loves singing, but oh. um, she doesn't play any instruments. She tried to get into playing piano, but she never stuck. Actually, yeah. I kind of forgot about that period of time. When she was learning piano, I was learning ukulele. Mm-hmm. Like we were going to lessons at the same time mm-hmm. at Long and McQuaid. And yeah. um, I ended up quitting ukulele to do dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my mom my mom quit with me, I think, just because she wasn't as into it. But I do have um, like my my great grandparents on my mom's side were really musical. Like I know my great grandpa was apparently a really good guitar player and my great grandma was, she sang a lot and she had like a really nice voice. Like her vibrato was, it was really nice. Hmm. But um, yeah. So I think my musical talents mostly come from my dad. Uh Do you know what, what his band was called? His band is called by a thread. By a thread. Cool. It's a good name. Do you know this band? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, how far did your dad get in this band? Uh, well, I don't know that much about it. Yeah. I think because I'm pretty sure they... Um, Was this just a like a high school band? or uh, No. It, well, my dad, my dad started playing in bands when he was, I believe, like 10 years old. So he mm-hmm. was really young, I think. I, I could be wrong. But... Um, he was just always playing with people and it was always with his brother, I believe. And that's where it kind of was hard for him because he was the youngest in the band all the time. And with like older people, like his brother and his brother's friends, it would be really hard to like have your say, have a say in, in mm-hmm. everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So he would like, you know, try to have some input, but he kind of just get left. (laughs) Um, So I I do know that that was hard for him and that it must've been like something to do with that to be the reason why they stopped playing together eventually. But I'm pretty sure there are other reasons too. I I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying what I've heard. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of siblings, this just, when you said that popped into my head, that's one more thing I, re- I do know about you is that you have um, a, a younger sister, a yes. much younger sister. Yes. Yes. And you told me about that. Or no, you wrote, that was a pro- little project you did um, yeah, in English. At the beginning. And yep. you, you um, wrote about your sister and it was really sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. But what's that like? Cause your sister is like, like two or three. She is two years old. She's turning three in August. August. Okay. Yeah, August. Oh. And um, so it's a pretty big difference. It's I a have, very big difference. I have twin sisters that are nine years older than I am, and that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, maybe yeah, you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Well, she's she's great. Uh, my my stepmom is actually pregnant again, which is kind of crazy because I'm 15. I'm gonna be 15 years older than this kid. Wow. But um, wow. my yeah, my little sister. Her name is Eve. She. Oh my gosh, she's incredible. She she sings a lot. If we're sticking with the topic of music, she's she actually it's really surprising 
that she can stay on pitch and like she has this very smooth voice, like very smooth little voice. And wow. I I think I think she's got something. Mm. Even though she's two, I I feel like she has something going for her. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting watching her grow and like especially being older when she was born. I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I'm watching from like a like a learner's perspective sort of. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you have much more awareness than you would as if you were 3 or mm-hmm. 5 when she was born, right? It's definitely yes. a different. Yeah, it would be a different and a different role too, I think, that you would play as as a an older a sibling. A big sister. Yeah, yeah. so I yeah. I see how my parents are parenting her and I like mm-hmm. I also help out with her too. Like I I mean, I babysit her occasionally and um i'm just i'm with her a lot she comes up to my room and is like hey katie let's build a fort come on (laughs) how can you say no right (laughs) yeah it's very hard to say no to her but um yeah man kids go through these phases though of like bad bad phases man (laughs) like (laughs) um you know terrible twos i think uh she oh she had this phase where she would just always say no no matter what yep. the answer was no and um it was i mean it was okay it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that terrible cuz you know she didn't mean no but she would just say no mm-hmm. but um yeah sometimes she's got some attitude <laughs> but you know it's just it's just who she is it's just a phase yeah. or or a phase yeah i think well, like part of it is part of it is like building who she is as a person and then part of it is just like okay you'll grow out of this they're just testing their boundaries yeah and, you know trying to be a person mm-hmm. in many different ways and figuring out who they are mm-hmm. as they go just like you yeah yeah um cool just getting back to guitar you got you got an electric guitar when you're 13 mm-hmm. how did that change your life oh my gosh Made my life so much happier. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you so, went electric? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd been playing acoustic for years, and then my electric, it just like, oh, my gosh, I was so happy. Is it the power? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, okay, typically electric guitars are just so much cooler. <laughs> like, yeah. You see someone playing the, the electric guitar, yeah. you're like, they're mm-hmm. they're awesome. <laughs> like, um. With with acoustic, it's like, oh, this is so pretty. But then electric is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can play so much, so much more. Like you can learn solos and um just a lot of different types of things. And it's really fun. Yeah. Do you have I, any favorite guitar riffs? So uh right now I'm really into playing Jigsaw Falling Into Place by Radiohead. It's so fun. Like mm-hmm. cause yeah. It's it's just so fun. Like I don't even know how to there's so many different parts to it. And then at the end, at the end there's this like it's kind of like the, the whole song is almost like a build up to this one part at the end. And the part at the end is just like so fun to play. I don't know how to explain it if you've never heard the song, but um I probably I probably heard that song. I, I know you can't have. Recall it. Yeah. yeah. But um but their their songs are very complex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many different layers. Yeah. Yeah. You said that the first song you learned was Fake Plastic Trees. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your favorite cover song to play? 
Um, if you had to choose just one. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> There's a lot that I want to learn as well. Um, oh, I really like, okay, I'm... This is another Radiohead song. It's just fun. But the Benz is really fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because singing as well. It's it's really awesome. Because at the end, there's... Or not at the end. It's like towards the end. Um, he kind of holds a note for a while. And then it goes really high. It's like the, the, the tone of voice that he gets into is the highest that I can go. Like, because for, for a a girl, whatever. My voice is kind of deep for singing. Like I, I can't go super high. So in the bends, um, that part where he goes really high pitched for a while or not, it's not even that high pitched. It's just, he's holding this long note. It's the highest I can go. And it's, it makes me feel powerful. Is that the chorus? Is that baby's got the bends? No, that that part is, that part's fine. It's, um, yeah. I think of the high part. So it's like, Baby's got the bends. That that part's fine. It's just oh no is hard for me to do. That part's low. Yeah. Uh, like oh no, I can't even go that low. But um, it's the part that's like, uh, baby's got the bends. We never had any real friends. Is it the friends? That's- yeah, yes, friends. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So hard. Yeah, I know. Okay. Part, yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's like since and then I'm there's able- that like almost like spoken word part after that too. That is yeah. That's oh yeah, yeah, song. yeah. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Tom York singing. Yeah, yeah. good voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did a Feist song at yes. Live at Lunch. That oh, that's lunches. right. Was I that um, uh, Mushaboom, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Feist. She's that was got a good performance. Voice. Yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed that performance. Yeah. My little sister really likes that song and it's really cute. Uh-huh. Like sometimes she'll come up to my room and I'll be like, you want to hear a song? She's like, yeah. What song do you want to hear? Masha Boom. <laughs> um, That's so cool to have a big sister that <laughs> plays music for you on request. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that song is fun to play too. I remember I had to, oh, did I have to play it higher or something? No, no, no. I played it normally, I think. Um Maybe I don't remember. I just remember that the song was kind of hard for me to sing because it was a bit high for me. Um, that's that's the problem I often have with music. It's like with certain songs, I just can't really sing them because it's too high. Mm-hmm. So I have to find songs that fit my vocal range. And then yeah. there's also songs that are too low. So it's like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> gotta find the sweet transpose spot. Yeah. it. Do, does that help or? Um, I have with other songs. Yeah. I, I can't remember if I did that with, um, Mushaboom or not. I may have done that, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've been playing guitar for only five years for five years now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cause you had an acoustic before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it, you're at a point where it seems like you've played enough that you can, like when you were in the hallway playing guitar, I would just ask you to just, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, can you do this Beatles song? There you go. Right. <laughs> um, it's like, have you like gone through entire catalogs of music? Um, well, like I, I, th- I think I, ta- I think I asked you to play Blackbird. Yeah, oh, and, Bl- Blackbird I learned though. Yeah, so and, I and I'm surprised because most people finger pick it, like I've learned to do. But you played it 
the way Paul plays it, I think I mentioned, uh, where you kind of use your, you kind of go back and forth with your, your, your finger. Yeah. Um, so I guess you, did you watch a tutorial for that or did you just listen and um, figure it out? That was one of the songs that my dad taught me. So oh, okay. my dad learned just from YouTube. That's how I learned too. I never got, yeah. I never went to lessons. Yeah. Um, it's always been just YouTube or my dad. Which is great nowadays. There's yeah. so much stuff out, out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad taught that to me and it, I just kind of picked up the pattern. Like pa- the pattern, the picking patterns have always been easy for me. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like sometimes I get confused watching people try to learn instruments because <laughs> it's like, how is this not easy for you? <laughs> right. Just because I'm used to, used to doing stuff easily, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like teaching my friends how to play songs on the guitar occasionally and like, no, this is the picking pattern. They're like very stiff and it's like, how can you not do this? <laughs> but um, It's just practice. Yeah, practice. Yeah. practice you can't practice. You can't shortcut that. <laughs> Still, it's just like, oh. Because, like, yeah, I don't know. So like when you, if you go home today, like how, how often do you, play the guitar like is it every day all the time well when you're not doing homework and other stuff um well uh, yeah i i do have a lot of other stuff i do so it's not like i would say it is one of my main things that Mm -hmm. i do my main hobbies i just it's hanging up on my wall so it's convenient to just grab it and play it sometimes yeah but um i think that somebody told me that because a lot of people put it in their case. Oh, yeah, that they said, sucks. I think it was so another bad. teacher in the district. I did a pro-D workshop with mm-hmm. uh, Jim Morrison. Oh, what? <laughs> there was a teacher named Jim Morrison. Jim. Really? Yeah. Do you? Jim, yeah. You know Jim? Yeah. Uh, but he uh, he taught guitar and music, <laughs> Jim Morrison. Um, so I went to his pro-D workshop, and he said, you know, the first thing he said was, like, always keep your guitar on a stand or yes. out somewhere. Otherwise, you will never pick it up because there's the extra step of unlatching your case and taking it out for sure right out of sight out of mind right so you have it you have it hanging on a a rack or something right yep and so anytime you feel in the mood you just pick it up and play something yeah occasionally i get yelled at though because they're like katie why aren't you doing your homework (laughs) like sorry i was trying to play quiet you taught me how to play (laughs) You know, it's better than a lot of other things people do when in their spare time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. But like balancing that with also like doing art and stuff like that, it's it gets kind of difficult at times. Um, well, not difficult. I think because since those are my hobbies, it's like okay, whatever I feel like doing, I'm gonna do. But like stuff to do with school, it's like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like but the, not not English or social studies. Yes, let go. exactly, it's exactly. The other, the other English classes. and social is best. Classes. <laughs> the other five classes, ugh. <laughs> or science. <laughs> yep, or science. Science last year, but um, um, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine for somebody who's so passionate about something, it is difficult to prioritize, right? Because yes. there's there's things that you have to do, yeah. things that you really really want to do. Sometimes it like makes it feel like other things are not important because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, music is what I want to do. Music yeah. is like, I really like this. Do I need to learn certain math strategies for this? Do I really need to? Do I really, really need to? No, I don't want 
too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I Although guess. Although there's for, with math, there's a lot of research that says that people who are musical, that somehow it does help with math or logic. And there's and, a whole and, genre of like math rock. Mm. There isn't. Oh yeah. What's that? What's math rock? We gotta look it up. Math I, songs. I'm not a math you don't know anything about math rock. I, I've I've heard the term thrown around about certain like guitarists and stuff. The word what? math rock, yeah. They they don't sing Google about it, right? math. No, 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 it, no. Like like a like from a technical standpoint, I don't know how the math factors into the plane, but it's no, it's to do with the plane. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Math yeah. rock. Yeah. No, not songs about math specifically. That would I be was thinking about that. That would be interesting I would not too, listen though. to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like songs that math... Sometimes math teachers do show songs that have yeah? math. Yeah, so that you remember like oh, certain yeah. strategies and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like... It's oh just like gosh, a, Everybody always laughs at them because they're funny. <laughs> they're not good. They're really bad. <laughs> like I remember one time my math teacher showed this like... It was like a... A, was it Justin Bieber themed math thing or something? Or was it? I don't mm-hmm. remember. It was some artist, and it was like a cover of their song, but in math words. And the dude's voice was bad, and it was just. Oh, but so, like, so really, sometimes really bad jingles stick, right? Yep. Like I could, yeah. I could, I could tell you, I could hum a few jingles, and I would know exactly what product it was for, but. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible song, but you just it just sticks. <laughs> sticks in your head. It sticks in your head. It won't leave. Do you want a definition of math rock? So I've got it. Sure. Yes. Math rock is a style of progressive rock with roots in bands such as King Crimson and Rush, as well as 20th century minimal music Rush? composers such as Stevie Reich. Uh, math rock is typified by its rhythmic complexity, seen as mathematical in character by listeners and critics. While most rock music uses a 4-4 meter, math rock makes use of more non-standard, frequently changing signatures, such as 5 quarters, 7 eighths, 11 eighths, or 13 eighths. Hmm. It goes doesn't, doesn't Radiohead do a lot of that kind of stuff? I think you could call that math rock. Math rock? that definition, yeah. Hmm. Radiohead math rockers. There you go. That's cool. Didn't know, didn't know about that. We learn something new every day with Sally. Well, with the podcast, yes. <laughs> we always come away with yeah. something, yeah. So uh, any any performances or gigs coming up? Do you, find, do you find it useful to use a gig to motivate you to work on something? I don't have gigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Live at Lunch <laughs> is a gig, right? I want to uh, have, like, real gigs. That would be real so gigs, fun, yeah. Man. But, yeah, because, um, yeah, like... Playing at bars and stuff, I'm yeah. sure that would be fun, but I'm not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> to get into a bar. No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think with live at lunch stuff, like, I I usually just find a song that I already know how to play and just perfect it. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, this is cool. I don't l- learn a new song before live at lunch just because it seems harder to do that. Um but do you find it easy with a with a goal? Yes, definitely. Okay. That's also similar to with um, writing my song in grade seven with the deadline. Mm-hmm. It's like deadlines just kind of make it easy. It it makes it easier to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> with certain things. Okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> um, but that's that's what I was talking about. The struggle with artists is that you know if 
there was no deadline, then it would just go on forever. Yeah, because, right? well, deadlines can also suck, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't want a deadline because you want to, especially with creative things. Like, yeah. I find I with that. music, a lot of the time melodies just come to me randomly. So I just kind of hum them into my um, voice memo app. Mm-hmm. And it sucks when it happens in class, though. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I just have to like pull out my phone and quietly hum to my phone. Because otherwise it's gone. Yeah, I can't lose it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That explains a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> There's this uh, show on Netflix called Song Exploder. Oh, and, yeah. yeah and you've, you guys have seen that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they have a podcast as well. And oh, I think the one, one, that, one of the ones I saw had Lynn, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He was um, on a train to a party. And then partway to the party, he had this melody in his head for, mm-hmm. I think it was for Hamilton. Um could have been for Hamilton. I think it was for Hamilton. Anyways, he had to record it, and then he didn't have a good party because the whole time he was thinking <laughs> about this this song, and he didn't want it to go away. So I think he left early or something like that. But mm. you hear a, a lot of um, people who compose music that that happens. It just comes and goes. And I can understand. Well, if you have a deadline, well, you better come up with the stuff by that deadline. Otherwise, you know. Um, you have to come up with something, but sometimes it just happens at odd times. Yeah. I remember I, I, I saw an interview with Tom Petty once and he was saying he always carried a notebook with him mm-hmm. and then he would just write down as things would come to him. And he said he would sometimes wake up and open his notebook and there'd be stuff that he had woken up in the middle of the night and written down and didn't even remember Yeah, something he had dreamed or whatever. And then a lot of times garbage, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes yeah. there's good yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I actually do that too. I have my journal with me all the time. Yeah. Um, and last year, I remember I had I had a different journal, and I had pages or one page at the very back of my journal that I would just write down random stuff. Actually, in my notes app, I have <laughs> I have a note that's just a bunch of random stuff that I find either like poetic or like I don't. Know. Yeah, usually it's just things I think find what I think sound funny. Like mm-hmm. I can read some. Sure. <laughs> Some of them are really weird, but... Well, didn't Paul McCartney fam- famously come up with Yesterday After a Dream? Yeah, it was about his... Wait, what was it? Wait, no, maybe that was a different one. I think you're thinking, like, Let It Be was about that his... That was about his mom. But his mom. Yep. Yeah. And then yesterday, I think he woke up from a dream, and somehow the, the melody was in his head, so he got to the piano right away and wrote it down. Otherwise... There would be no Other yesterday. Other people in the house maybe were not as enthralled with him. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the love-hate relationship with musical artists. Yeah. <laughs> they have their own creative process, right? Okay, we're pulling back the curtain, though, now here. We're, okay. We're looking into the mind of the artist. Yes. Okay, take it away. Let's see your notes. Okay. All right, so uh, this note I have is titled Weird Things. I have... At first, it's just a bunch of funny things. Like, I, the first thing I have is just a boat on wheels. Don't know why. But mm. when we're getting... Let me find... Yes, somewhere really random. Um, let's see. So the bottom I have, time to process, not time to forget. I think because I thought that, and then I was like, that actually makes sense. I'm going to write that down. Um, <laughs> the cat in the window, just because I saw a cat in the window, and I was like... I should write a poem about that. So mm. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget because I do write poetry. Cats do like windows. I've yeah. noticed that too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Then I have the chicken on 112th. 
This is because someone on one twelfth have a chicken in their yard. Yep. Okay, there you go. And that is that is why I wrote that because my mom was like, "Have you heard of the chicken on one twelfth? <laughs> and she was like, "We're gonna drive past that area now. You should look there." And then I was like, "What? There's a chicken on one twelfth? And I was like, "I'm writing that down. That's awesome. Good, interesting. <laughs> yeah, just observations for future lyrics, right? Yes, or poems. Yep. I yeah, I think that's all I'm gonna read because I have a bunch of really <laughs> random stuff that don't make any sense. But I'm I when I was in high school, I used to do that, mm-hmm. like for poetry and and things, just ideas and like I look at it now, it's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Because often it would be like first thing in the morning. And first thing in the morning, you're not completely there. So, but sometimes that's great. Sometimes you come up with the most creative stuff at that moment. Yeah. The chicken on 112th. Be like a person, maybe. Huh? Could be. Yeah. The chicken is a person? Well, like a person being a chicken, like they're scared of someone. Oh, double meaning. Yeah. Okay. Work that into your lyrics, Katie. Maybe they're afraid of the actual chicken. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Multiple chickens. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wordplay. Wordplay is awesome. Yes. So you're looking forward to some gigs in the future. <laughs> yeah, um, all the bars. <laughs> you're you're only in grade nine. I'm joking. joking. <laughs> oh, you're only. Not, it'll come soon. Not enough. that Don't excited worry. to go to bars. Don't worry. To yeah. work, to play music, to that's work. fine. We'll give you but that. You could, you you could do weddings. You could do other <laughs> weddings, stuff. Weddings, that would be awesome. But yeah. I don't know. That could I, be, oh, yeah, be you, could make some, you could make some The money. wedding singer, like uh, Adam Sandler, <laughs> right? Have you seen yeah. that movie? No. Oh, Katie. Oh, you have to. <laughs> it's excellent. There's, there's Especially good... if, you're, if you enjoy sort of uh, genre, not genre music, but it's, it's, it's set in the 1980s and mm. it's got a very 80s soundtrack and it's, it's a great, it's, quite, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, could be you. Yeah. If you appreciate yeah. older music, as you say, although I don't consider the eighties really old, but maybe that's cause I'm old. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Even you calling Radiohead old. I was like, geez, John. Radiohead is old. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Mr. Kung said that, yeah. yeah. They've been around the for Beatles, a while. The Beatles, I'll give you that. That's old. Radio. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, 20. They've yeah, they're probably around. closing in on 30 years, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's old. Yeah, I guess that is old. <sighs> yeah. But they're still around. They're still doing cool stuff. I so. actually saw a picture of Tom York just the other day online because he's got some new music out, I think, um, not under the Radiohead, but they're using a different mm-hmm. name, right? Like yeah. he's kind of got a side yeah. project and he did actually, my thought was, Oh, he looks kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how tall I would assume he's in his early fifties now, but I don't know yeah. exactly how old yeah. he is, but I would assume early fifties, but yeah. yeah. But I was like, Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's aging. But even the, the remaining Beatles are still kicking around too. Well, the Rolling only Stones. Two left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, how did you get into the Beatles? It was your three parents, right? Yeah, my dad always listened to the Beatles. Yeah. So I grew up listening to it and just never really went away. I've always really liked them. The thing about the Beatles and their 200 plus songs is just there's so much variety in there, right? Mm-hmm. They had different stages and. Just so much variety. Unlike some artists where every song almost sounds the same. Yeah. Um, so, and if, did you finish watching Get Back? I didn't finish. We've only watched <laughs> the first one so far. Okay. We want to watch more, but the thing so is like six like hours left. Time. And, yeah. 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 
Yeah, I got to finish that. I could That'd not be, stop uh, watching. Un, unpopular opinion. In, you know where I'm going with this now, but no, I've I never don't. Be, I've never been the biggest Beatles fan, and mm-hmm. I, I don't dislike the Beatles by any stretch, and I mm-hmm. I complete I, I completely respect where they started and what has evolved from them. Um, but yeah, I've just never really, other than a handful of songs. And I do, I really like Paul McCartney. Um, like I think, you know, I think he's a great performer and great singer and and that, but just never my favorite. I've always preferred the Rolling Stones over the Beatles, Mm. just that Mm. edgier kind of, I don't know, just something about that attitude. And then when I used to, that was my go-to being the rebellious person I am with people would say, you know, who do you like better, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, which is the age-old question. I would always say The Clash because that was sort of like my, mm. you know, I'm, you know, kind of that old punk rock attitude. I would think you would like Lennon more than McCartney then. Yeah, no, yeah, you would think, yeah. I don't know mm. about Paul's voice. I don't know. I, I just I just like him. And again, I don't dislike John Lennon by any means. I think he's very talented and great at what he did. But um, I prefer Paul McCartney's singing voice to, to John Lennon's. Yeah. Yeah. And they... I mean, the Beatles just, they still amaze me because so many songs, so many Mm -hmm. good songs, uh, well-written songs, but for such a short time that they were together, they made so much music. And when you watch Get Back, that was like the end. And it was, they were in their twenties. Yeah, that's crazy. What? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you should finish watching that. It's just, you're a fly on the wall and you see them come up with music that you know. So it's amazing that footage one exists and two was never used for anything. Well, it was used for a documentary, but not to that extent. Not to that extent. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's interesting. Peter Jackson did that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at documentaries now. Yeah. So Katie, um, anything you're working on for the next live at lunch? Are you doing the next one? If there is one? I, I hope so. Last time, I the only reason I didn't do it is because I didn't know about it until the day before. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I saw it on like the, the TV in the hallway. It was like, live at lunch tomorrow. You're and like, I was what? Like, oh, you think by shit. now people would be calling you, your agent would call you, yeah, hey, there's man. a live at lunch coming up. Where's my agent? <laughs> Where's Bonakowski? Bonakowski? got to tell me. <laughs> You're supposed to tell Katie. <laughs> I think there is one more planned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For That's a couple, good. Of, couple of weeks from Maybe now. Maybe I'll do something. Three weeks or something Yeah, you from should. Now. Yeah. Maybe I'll do Bust something. out the ukulele? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe guitar. Oh. I, I can't I've play like you. you. I've <laughs> seen you play the trumpet, and I've seen you play the ukulele. Trumpet. Yeah. And maybe the piano a little bit? Yeah. I've never seen you play a guitar, though. I started on piano. Yeah. started on piano. Uh, I did Royal Conservatory and piano. You know, but thinking back now, you know, I wish I played jazz. I wish I learned how to improvise. It's not too late, but I'm still trying to figure out, like... I have to get tips from Mr. Grimsey because mm-hmm. he surprised us all. He tickled those ivories. Yeah. 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 I knew that he had a background in that. Um, yeah, he had mentioned did, it before. but Yeah, I heard about that before. But I'd never seen him play. Yeah. yeah. But I assumed he was good given that the background he had in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, anyways, Katie, um, I let you go because you've got think, places to, got to go. got some practicing to practicing do. Practicing to do. <laughs> yeah. Some homework to finish. Oh. but we we hope to see more of you in the future Um, you're very talented and um, we wish you best in your future career as you're as you move towards it and do the things that you have to do to get there (laughs) thank you (laughs) all right take care thanks for coming all right thank you bye-bye